Devoth defies all probabilities. I don't know which way is up anymore. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's your GM, Alex. Hope you all are staying safe out there. We're back this week with another episode of Tuesday Gaming. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you again about our art contest. That's right, for all of you aspiring artists out there, and even those who aren't so artistically inclined, feel free to submit whatever you would like to our email, SwissArmyScorpion at gmail.com, or you can send it to us via Twitter at SwissArmyScorp, and you can draw anything you want, or paint anything you want, or sculpt something and send the picture of it. Or you can compose a song or any other form of artistic expression, uh, as long as it is in some way related to this podcast, your favorite podcast. And we are going to take a look at all of the submissions and we are going to figure out which one we like the best. And the final day to submit anything like that is May 1st. We're going to take a look and announce the winner at May 10th. The winner of the contest will receive a Swiss Army Scorpion t-shirt, no charge, as well as the bragging rights of being labeled King of Art for a full year. That's right, because next year, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again the year after that, the year after that, until finally, our quarantine is over. Well, hopefully it's over sooner than that, but even if it does, we will continue to do these annual art contests something that we are pretty excited about. And uh, I can't wait to see what you, the fans, uh, want to submit. You can submit uh, a, a character design. Uh, what, do, what do you think Devoth looks like? Or it could be an NPC, Sandera Quinn. Or it could be a, a scene from the podcast, like when uh, everybody was bravely dying against the vine creature in Mancatcher Cove. Or you could compose a much more better-sounding version of the Devoth song. That doesn't make me want to cringe every time I listen to it. Either way, whatever you end up doing, I can't wait to see what everybody does. But that's enough for me. So please, enjoy today's episode, the Book 4 Finale, Episode 97, Into the Breach. Manhandle the ham candle. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Pretty okay. Yeah, I'm feeling positively okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's all I really expect from any of you. Okay, so we left off in the middle of a combat. And we were, it's a return to form for us. Back to our bread and, and butter. Uh, let's see. Something I failed to mention last week was the lighting conditions. While there are, like, torches, light sources on the fort walls, they're not going to reach out to the distances that you guys are fighting. Uh, a torch is going to provide normal light, I think, for, like, 15 feet, and it's up on the walls. But what else I failed to mention was that the gathering of pirate lords and free captains, these pretty high-level NPCs want to watch you guys kick ass right now. I mean, they're here to 
grade you on yeah. your performance on being badass pirates. So uh, several of them have the capabilities of lighting the area up with magic. So even though I didn't say as such last week, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, like a couple dancing light spells got thrown out to provide lighting. A couple people like cast light on like uh, like a stone or an arrow and just like shot it off into the sand uh, near and, where you guys are. And on top of that, there is like Sandera nearby too, who would probably do at least a little bit to help us out. Yeah, like with a light spell or something little like that. Yeah, yeah. Sandera would uh, like, yeah. In addition to the NPCs that you guys invited to the party, your ally NPCs under Devoth, there are also several of them that have the capability of doing that. So you, you guys are are pretty much covered. It's basically a rave out on the beach right now. So last week, the last thing that happened was if you guys like scroll all the way to the right, you will see. 200 feet from the fort walls, there are three massive groups of skeletons. Who's this guy? Oh, that guy? <laughs> don't, don't worry about, don't worry about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is also a lone, a lone figure marching up alongside, but separate from, the three groups of skeletons. These massive groups of skeletons are a creature type called a troop. Now, a troop is a lot like a swarm. It is a multitude of creatures acting in unison to essentially be one single creature. The differences between a troop and a swarm is a troop has reach as the component creature. So a medium-sized group of skeletons are typically going to have a five-foot reach. Normally, uh, swarms need to... You need to be in a swarm's area for them to deal damage. A troop can reach out and cut you. A troop takes damage normally from weapons. However, a single target weapon attack can't remove more than one quarter of a troop's total hit points. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> although, if such an attack has the cleave special attack, or if it is a siege weapon, it can remove as much as one half the troop's total hit points. When a troop reaches half its total hit points, it loses uh, some of its space that it occupies. And... Yeah, that's pretty much uh, what you need to know about the mechanical rules of attacking a troop. So, that brings us to initiative. Ivan, it is your turn. Oh, you didn't get to the uh, mechanical rules of the lone guy standing there. What's his HP, his AC? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. Alright, um, well, I was really sad last week I when these two harpies decided to drop down and flank me, because now I can't charge anybody. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You did that on purpose. Okay, so I guess I'll take a, just a full round attack on Greed. All right. Uh, I have fervor, so interesting. You know what? Maybe I'm going to take the extra full attack instead, then. Okay. I mean, I got a hunch you're going to kill both these things anyway. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking, and then I'm, I think they have, we, we know they have uh, Incutilis on them, so. Oh, True. So that would give you four attacks, so you can take those yep. out, too. Good I'm going to try and just wipe these two. First one's a bite. It's a 25 to hit. That hits. One lightning damage, one acid damage. How much bite damage? Uh, 25 bite damage. Green is dead. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to use my first claw attack to try and kill the Ingutilis now. Okay. Uh, first one's a 33 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, and that's 28 damage. 
Well, that and Qtilis okay. is dead. The second claw, now I'm going to turn to the purple guy, um, okay. is an 18 to hit. That hits. Wow. So that claw is going to do 28 damage. Do you want me to re-roll the element damage or just use the one? Uh, I will say don't bother because that kills purple. Okay. Now I'm going to try and bite. This is going to be my uh, extra attack from Fervor. That's a 25 to hit. That'll hit. For 33 damage. That'll damage oh and kill. Guys, nice. hit four fucking enemies. You, see, I, I saw a line yeah. there and like had to verbally tiger work it out, and it all came to fruition. <laughs> yeah, a little tiger whirlwind. <laughs> I'm just standing next to you in awe. <laughs> it's like a cat when you're like, you got like the laser pointer and you're going like yeah. back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Uh, okay, it is now uh, Skeleton turn. Okay, so the troop is going to spend its full turn marching up the beach, and now it is Scram's turn. Scram's going to do magic missile on the one that's right above his head. Okay. Uh, is he, like, right above your head, or is he, like, 30 feet in the air? I think, I think he's 30 feet up because he, like, dropped a rock. I, I think he's, like, 50 yeah, feet up Yeah, I think he's, still. like, 50, 50 feet. feet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 20 damage. You kill red. And the Incutilis... Well, I guess he like hangs on for the ride. Uh, so you uh, shoot magic missiles up at the harpy, and uh, it falls down to the beach. I don't know how fully aware I am of the Incutilis. Uh It would be pretty apparent, like like when it falls at your feet, you would see all the tentacles like weaving in and out of its flesh. You've seen that enough times to just instantly know there's an Incutilis on that thing. Well, is it dead? The Incutilis? No. I really don't want to like waste a turn on this. I will say, we know from experience that on land, Incutilis can only move like five or ten feet around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to get to the water, this thing's going to need at least like ten rounds. Yeah. And you can always call for help. You know that your tiger friend just... Myrtleated a bunch yeah. of things. Y- yeah. He's got quite the movement speed. Plus, I think uh, Blessing of Fervor can give him an extra 30 feet. Doesn't Scram have a, a wand of magic missile? Yeah. But that's a standard action. Yeah, standard action. And it's a one d four plus one. It only it it just does a basic magic missile. Yeah, but he can uh, like take that out and then run away and just turn around and shoot it. I'm gonna kind of look Next up turn. at the uh, at the castle walls of free action and just be like, finish off this Incutilis, and I'm just gonna run off uh, back towards the uh, yell it at back towards the group. archer number three. All right, and now it is Devoth's turn. All right. I guess technically he's going to charge the the last mammoth. Okay. I got 10 feet, so I'll charge. Sure. And, uh, yep, power attack. Uh, Fervor, I'm going to take the plus two. Wait, no, fuck that. No, I'm not charging. I'm just going to walk up and attack it, because that way I can vital strike. Uh, That's going to provoke. What, to go from 15 down to 10? It's got a 10-foot reach, same as you, so it does not provoke. I thought it had 15-foot reach. Take that. (laughs) <laughs> take <Uh-oh>. that <laughs> that's, no. a, that's, that's a natural one I like mm. seeing a red 23 though yeah that's pretty funny tastes good uh, roll to confirm uh, that's a 40 to confirm <laughs> uh, don't confirm just I mean you're probably not going to tell me but would a 23 have hit if it wasn't a natural one mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a really really big zombie <laughs> AC, they do not have. Okay, uh, so that was Devoth. Good job. Now it's the Mammoth's turn. Uh, And he's going to turn and full attack. 
Devoth, and yes, this zombie can full attack. So first he's going to gore you with his tusks. Natural one. <laughs> Roll to confirm. Uh, 23. That confirms. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Including the armor? Yeah. Oh, like, my no, 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 God. No, no, that, Scram, that it confirms the fumble. Yeah. Yeah, you that's fool. a good thing. Oh, that oh, it's, oh. it's because of that <laughs> sweet new armor you gave that it confirms. <laughs> like, I was like, even with it? This is called Winds of Change. Ooh. This mammoth threatens no squares for 1d6 rounds. Does that mean it can't take attacks of opportunity, or does that mean it literally can't attack? It means it can't take attacks of opportunity, and you cannot flank. Okay, that's cool. I mean, not the worst thing, but I feel that, yeah. that's a cool little bit of flavor. Yeah. All right, so now it's going to slam you with its trunk. Wow, 24. That's a miss. Now it gets two stomps. Man, first roll over five, uh, 22. <laughs> That's a miss. And, okay, 29. That beats my AC. Now roll for that concealment. Ah. Oh, boy. God, that's, that's tough. I don't know how you get around that. I feel like Axel's <laughs> fighting himself right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one through 50. Uh, it hits. 79. Yeah. All right. So now it is uh, Mystery Man's turn. He's going to keep pace with the skeleton troops. And now it is... Then it is Leon's turn. What are these things? <laughs> these are the ships, right? What? The giant like hulls? Yeah, the giant hull fragments. Is there anything on them? Doesn't look like it. Do I know what they are besides the obvious? Why don't you uh, uh, roll a d20... Add your base attack bonus and your intelligence modifier. Okay. For uh, just your general combat so, savviness. 19 Ooh. Ooh. plus 7 plus intelligence, 4. Yeah. So that would be okay. 30 altogether. 30. So you're looking at a, like, despite the unusual creature types that you're fighting, you're looking at a pretty classic waterborne invasion, and your enemies seem to have use the first wave of their troops to drag up these hull fragments to create cover for following waves. So it kind of turned out to be a bit of a waste because you guys didn't actually invest anything in siege weapons on your your walls. But if you had, you better believe that the skeleton troops would have had cover versus any siege weapons firing from the walls. If these hull fragments serve a different purpose... You don't know, but just looking at what's gone on so far, uh, that's what Leon can uh, surmise. Okay, excellent. So in that case, I'm going to move in front of this hull, and I'm going to cast Spiritual Ally. Okay. Spiritual Ally attack. Uh, 23 to hit. That hits. 7 spell damage. Okay. Cheryl, you're up. So I'm going to go attack that mammoth. And my strategy is okay. foolproof. I can definitely do it, probably. Okay. But tell me if I can't. So your movement speed is doubled up to a maximum of an extra 30 feet. So what did we say last week? So that was 60 minus 10? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Ooh. Oh, he's uh, like just huh? too far away. All right. All right. My backup plan. <laughs> no problem. Throw your book. <laughs> no, I'm not going to throw my book. It's attached to me. Yeah, so he'll come back. <laughs> Joe, you could still charge him. No, he uh, he can't. With haste, he has a 50-foot move speed, so he could charge up to 100 feet. Yeah, see? That's yeah. what I meant. So, boom. I'm going to yeah. come over here and give him the old charger-roo. All right. 
And you have Bane Undead, too. Goddamn right I have Bane Undead. Alright, so here it comes. 36. That'll hit. And it'll hit for 32. 7 is the Bane. Very nice. You do feel some of your damage being absorbed by the zombie's damage reduction. What else is new? Now it is Ivan's turn again. I'm going to go back into an owl, and it's the fourth time I've wild shaped today. And I'm going to fly to here. So I'm going to fly like forward 30 feet while also climbing up 30 feet. So I will end okay. on this square 30 feet in the air. All right. It is now Skeleton's turn. So these skeletons are going to spend their full turn moving again. And as a troop, they don't need to remain cubes as long as, you know, the space that they occupy is uh, connected. So, Scram, you're up. Okay. So, I don't know how this works, uh, but I really, really want it to work out the way how I need it to. Okay. I want to place Cloud Kill. Now, I understand that this is an army of the undead. However, Mm -hmm. Inkatillus themselves are not undead if i know that correctly so i want to know how that works out make a perception check as the only one who has been at an angle to actually see this approaching mass of skeletons 24 you don't see any reason why that wouldn't work okay then i use cloud kill okay what does it do pretty much it creates a cloud of kill um it's a cloud of poison gas pretty much yeah So it was all in the Uh, name all along. So uh, a cloud spreads in a 20-foot radius, and any living creature with three or fewer HD has no save. It immediately dies. Mm -hmm. Like that rat swarm that you guys killed on uh, the Jester's Grin. And uh, a living creature of four to uh, six HD is slain unless it succeeds on a fortitude save. Okay. Dang. Show me where your... Putting this cloud kill. And where does it come from? Like the ground or it just kind of... It just kind of like billows out from whatever point Scram designates. So, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have any effect. Oh, no! (laughs) Your perception check was to notice that these skeletons do not have Incutilis on them. Oh, no. While it was a pretty good perception check... The troops were still 75 feet away from you, so that's a minus 7, minus 1 per 10 feet for distance. So, after those penalties, you could not tell. Okay, and uh, obeying Scram's orders, those on the wall who are on your crew and not part of the pirate party get out some crossbows, and they start shooting at the Incutilis that was left from the Harpy, and they take it down. Nice. Sick. All right, Devoth, you are up. Okay. Considering we got Cheryl and the little spiritual ally on this mammoth and knowing that they weren't terribly difficult to take down in the first place, uh, Devoth is just going to move over to here uh, in between the two uh, big hunks of metal, and he's going to attack the that, that troop that is not within the cloud kill. And for fervor... Devoth takes the uh, plus two to attacks and, and whatnot, and I'm not full attacking, so haste has no bearing other than the plus one to attack. Do you have cleave? I do not. Okay. But I am going to vital strike, not that it really matters, because I can only take out one-fourth of them anyway. 
Oh, they might have a lot of hit points. You don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, power attack, all that. Oh, maintaining rage, so I heal up a bit. And yeah, uh, vital strike with chip. Okay. That's a 30 to hit. That hits. Get him. For 52 damage. You take out a good chunk, roughly one-fourth of, uh, of that troop. All right, and now it is the mammoth's turn. Well, Cheryl hit him pretty hard last turn, so he's just going to unload onto Cheryl. All right, so he's going to open up with a gore. Natural one. Nice. <laughs> Natural 20 Confirm, to confirm. please. Oh. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> All right, he's going to slam you with his trunk. That's better. 33 to hit. Oh, man. Yeah, that hits. You take 21 damage from the trunk. Jesus. Here, here comes two stomps. Is that 32 yeah. to hit? Yeah, that hits. And then a 28 to hit. Yeah, that hits too. That's not fair. Devoth only right. got hit once. You got hit zero times because of the <laughs> I mean, zero times. All right, so first stomp is 12 damage, and then another 12 for the second stomp. Well, that was half my life in one go. That was fun. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, that's the Mammoth's turn. Uh, now it's Mystery Man, and he is going to keep his distance. He's going to like just get up right next to that fog cloud because uh, it doesn't look pretty. Uh, not that anyone can really see what he's doing between the hull fragments and the uh and the cloud kill yeah he's just totally obscured from your sight uh so then leon you're up before you do anything right. why don't you do your uh your ally that's what i was gonna do first okay good all right i will perfect great well now i don't wanna <laughs> all right for oh geez first attack is a 16 Ooh, uh that's not gonna hit second attack is a 20 that will hit 12 damage all right and as a spell effect, uh, damage reduction does not uh, go into the equation. Yeah, because I think he technically does force damage. Yeah. All right. He's not looking too good. All right, so Leon, <laughs> what are you doing on your turn? I'm going to hold my action so that when one of these skeleton hordes gets all up next to my grill, I'm going to hit him with a rat attack and surprise him with a channel. Ooh, okay. And so just like a swarm, any area of effect that deals damage to it deals an additional 50% damage, just FYI. Okay? A AKA Scram, you know what to do. Yeah. Cheryl, you are up. Alright, well, Cheryl doesn't take kindly to the stomping and goring and trunking <laughs> <laughs> that this mammoth just bestowed upon me. So instead of healing myself, uh, I'm gonna attack it back. And I'm gonna full attack After it. taking a five-foot step to flank... That's what I was just about to say. You tactical right. madman. <laughs> tactical madman. <laughs> I'm a loose cannon five-foot stepper. And here comes the full attack, baby. All right. 31 to hit. That'll hit. For a wimpy 24 damage. And two of that is Bane. That'll kill the mammoth. Yes! Nice. Did I say wimpy? I meant powerful and destructive. Now there are three Incutilis uh, remaining. Oh, I'm going to fucking whack-a-mole them. Bing, right. bing, bing, bing. I you got haste, too. I can take another attack. You can currently reach one. Oh, well, definitely bop that one. Because that's how All you right. play whack-a-mole. You always hit the, the closest one to you. Hell yeah. So What's I'll hit him roll? with a 22, I guess, from That'll the hit. roll I just did. For 26 damage, six of which is Bane. Okay, well, these aren't undead, so <laughs> that's 20 damage. But that still kills it. Goddamn right. Okay, good turn, Cheryl. Um, uh, so now, now, with my haste, do I get to do more than just a full attack? Well, you there? took 
You took a five foot step oh, and then you took two step. attacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. Alex tricked you into taking a five foot step before your attack. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does that all the time. He's like, "Hey, do you want to poke your head around this corner?" Like, yeah, I do want to poke my head around this corner. <laughs> you can't win uh, with the rules as written. So. <laughs> I guess uh, that wasn't really. I mean, I think was Andrew was. Really I think necessary. Andrew was in. I think Andrew's in the middle of suggesting that anyway, and I feel yeah, like yeah. But now we get to pile this on you. Yeah, yeah. pile on. <laughs> I know. Okay, women are objects. Who's next? Uh, <laughs> what? All right, Ivan, your turn. You can't currently see any enemies except for this northernmost troop because everybody is either behind the hull fragments or inside of or behind an obscuring fog. Yeah. So even though you are, you know, 30 feet up in the air or whatever, like you're obviously still being blocked from stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still aware they're there. I was sure. Thirty right. feet up before the cloud went up. Mm-hmm. Although Ooh. I think I remember you writing uh, Ivan not having object permanence in his backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fly here, staying ten feet above the cloud, and end of my turn. I'm hoping that okay. when Leon's channel goes off, I'm within range of it, so I get the heal. Uh, I don't think you are right now. What do you mean? Because right now you're 25 feet away, but you're also 30 feet up, Yeah, which is going to put you outside of the 30-foot radius of channel. Well, then I'll go there and drop drop down to the 20-foot line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Then it is now Skeleton's turn. Oh, they're coming at us, little by little. Uh, I can't take a a tax opportunity on them, can I? You can. Oh, yay. The blue troop is kind of like squished right now. As it sits between the uh, the southern and middle hull fragments, uh, the green troop kind of also like squished to get between those, but they took a full turn and are now like on the inside of the hull fragments, like between the hull fragments and the fort walls. Red also squeezed between the north and middle hull fragments and are now occupying the same space as Devoth. Uh, Devoth gets an attack of opportunity from that movement. Yep, and that is a 37 to hit. That hits. That is 37 damage. All right, so the blue troop uh, is going to send a volley of arrows. Wait a minute. Yeah, uh, I get to cast my channel first. Okay. Yeah, give me some of that. Oh, uh, no, it's all damage, baby. Yeah, he can either choose to heal or damage undead. Oh. damaging undead. Damn it, I asked that on the last round. 20. I would have done so much so. differently. They need to make a will save to... And they can have that damage. Yeah. And and it'll do an extra 50%. That is a 29 versus oh. the DC of your channel. So, however, uh, you're, what's the radius of that? 20 feet? Yes. All right. So, you're hitting both the blue and the green troop. Yes. So, that save was for the blue troop. And here comes the save for the green troop. 22. Oh, DC 21. Oh, okay. So that's half damage, but then that damage still gets increased by 50%. Yep. So it's 15 damage either way. Okay. All right. So Blue Troop is going to fire a volley of arrows at Ivan. Now, this is considered an AoE. So Ivan needs to make a reflex save. 21. Okay. So that's going to have the damage. You take three damage. However, Devoth isn't looking so hot. He's going to automatically take the troop damage. You're going to take 18 damage because you're just surrounded by 
skeletons and swords. Okay. Uh, so now it is Scram's turn. So on my turn, that blue ball there moves 10 feet somewhere. I mean, yeah, it's going to move 10 feet, I'd say, away from you. Uh, so at the time Scram casted it, he was farther south. So I'd say 10 feet would be like in this direction. Scram's going to... I'm not going to move. I want to create a fireball. Okay. And I think the best bet is... is where is he? Yeah, that's probably the best spot for it. Because that'll, that'll hit both swarms without hitting any of us. Okay. So then uh, I will do that. Okay, so green and blue. They're going to make reflex saves. Green and red. That's what I said. Green, reflex save of 17. Red, reflex save of 9. Does neither of them make it? Okay. Awesome. So it is going to be 10d6. Do some killing. Oh my wow. god. What? What the Scram. fuck is that? Oh my that was god. Eight sixes? 10 10d6. <laughs> 8 of them are sixes. And In then a, a five. Six, 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 six. And then a one. You suck. <laughs> Take 54 damage. Times that's unreal. Times 1.5. Yeah, so that's like 81 damage. Oh, my God. Scram. Good for you. <laughs> wow. You know what, Scram? Take a hero point. Oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, load him up. 54 on a... 10d6 fireball. That's insane. 54 out of a possible 60. (laughs) All right, so red is just obliterated. Green, so how much damage did it take total? 54 times 1.5? 81. 81. All right, uh, so green is going to drop one size category from that. Good turn, Tom. Yeah. It was okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm going to move a little bit over here. So considering he damaged two different quote-unquote creatures, that's a total of 162 damage. Yeah. <laughs> with that fireball. From a single fireball. This grand After taking damage 162 now. damage. <laughs> All right, Devoth, top that. Um, probably not happening. <laughs> but Devoth is going to uh, move up to here. Okay. To kind of try and position himself in between these swarms in the fort. Okay. While calling to the people on the fort to bar the gates. Okay. I heal from maintaining my rage. And I'm going to vital strike this uh, green swarm. Okay. With power attack. Okay. That's a 33 to hit. That hits. For 56 damage. Oh, man. Take a hero point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm is just that kidding. how we get hero points? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, so Devoth takes out the second troop with only one remaining. All right, it is now Mystery Man's turn. He needs to make a fortitude save. 19 versus Cloud Kill. I'm pretty sure that fails. Uh, he's got more than six hit die, so that means he's going to take 1d4 points of con damage. Let's go ahead and roll that, Tom. Three. Ooh. Wow. That's pretty hefty. Yeah. You only got like four or five rounds you can stand in that thing in your death. Alright, so that and condam is just lowering his max health, so seeing that the cloud is moving northeast, he's not going to go behind the middle hull because he's just gonna get hit again at the beginning of his <laughs> next turn. So he's 
So this mystery man is going to uh, move west, and he's going to take cover behind the southernmost hull fragment. Uh, all right, so that means it's Leon's turn. I am going to have my spiritual ally come down. Okay. A bit. How oh, far I does it move? move? I think it can move uh, 30, 30 feet. 30 feet towards me. And then I'm going to channel again. Okay. Yes. You're going to damage or heal? Yeah, I'm going to do damage. Okay. Okay, so they got to make a will save. Ooh, that's oh. a 33. Well, they made it. <laughs> oh, sorry, 23. So, so they take 12 half. 12 on the dice. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, it's 12 on the dice, and then all that so, fun stuff. It's going to be so, 9 damage after yeah. everything, after math. Okay. Uh, do anything with your move action? Yes, I'm going to move. All right, Cheryl, you're up. I don't think I have any cool moves versus these bros. So, hey, you got Bane on dead. Yeah, uh, they look kind of scary too. I think I'm gonna centralize and do some serious praying. Actually, I changed my mind. As much as I would like to pray, I don't want to die. So I'm gonna move and then heal myself. And I will okay. move right in front of Scram. Well, maybe not right in front of, near Scram. That's not Scram. And oh, that's Devoth. Even better. <laughs> I was expecting one of two things here. Either true Cheryl fashion cower behind Devoth, <laughs> or, or to go full barrel and just barrel right into the skeletons with a charge. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I was thinking about that. And then I looked at my HP and I was like, hmm. The duality of Cheryl. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm very complicated. <laughs> He's a 50-50 player. Yeah. All right, so you're healing? Yep. Healing for 18. Okay, and now it's Ivan's turn. Yep. Guess I'm just gonna I'll charge down at the troop and wild shape back into a tiger and attack them. Okay. I don't want to spend a third round in a row flying around doing nothing. <laughs> and I'll take the plus two to attack and AC from fervor. Alrighty, first one's gonna be a bite. That's a twenty-three to hit. 23 on the Skeletroop will hit. Okay, so that's going to be 26 damage from the bite plus 4 lightning damage and 6 acid damage. Okay. Now we're going to do the claws. Uh, that's a 32 to hit on the first claw. That'll hit. That's going to be 27 damage plus 1 lightning for acid. All right. Okay, so the second claw is 20, or 39 to hit. That'll hit. And then 29 slashing damage, and then uh, 4 lightning, and 3 acid damage. Alright, so you uh, you diminish that troop quite a bit. And it is now the troop's turn. They're going to hit Ivan. What? They would come after a gentle kitty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, now, they have a special ability where they actually deal more damage if you're inside of like the area. If you're a cat. <laughs> <laughs> they deal more damage if you're inside of the area. So Devoth took a higher uh, a higher damage than what Ivan's about to take. But these things just took a thrashing. So they're, they don't want to take the attack of opportunity. Wow. You take 10 damage. Oh, they don't have to worry about AC? Nope. It's like a swarm. And Scram, you're up. Scram is going to move back to where he was. 
think he was more concerned if there was like a second volley of arrows coming at him, but I am going to fireball right behind the troop as to not get Ivan. I what understand I understand that looks very metagamey, but like that is the best way to no, not like, hit. Like from Scrams perspective, that's where you would aim a fireball. You you want to yeah. aim it behind right. them so you're not hitting your own ally. Right. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you knew he was there, it happens to have the benefit of hitting Mystery Man too. Right? Yep. So All right. so troop reflex save. Ooh, twenty. Does not make it. I know. <laughs> I don't think. No, it's a DC 20. Actually, it might be 20 because Fireball is a third level spell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a DC 20. Ha! Suck a dick. Uh, Mystery Man got less than 20. Okay. So, so Troop's going to take half damage times 1.5. Scram's going to do. That's 38. Uh, so that's 19 times 1.5 is what, 28? Uh, yeah, 28. It takes a lower value, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. 28. All right. So that destroys the troop and does full damage to Mystery Man unknowingly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I do think that's because the fireball originated in the fog cloud. So like this guy is just kind of looking around. All of a sudden, this cloud of fire bursts out of the cloud next yeah. to him. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I would like yeah, to... The, the cloud just like bulges for a second. He's like, what? And then fire just like <laughs> spills out of it. I would like to dismiss the fireball, by the way. I had the, the fog the, cloud. The cloud, you can't. fog cloud. Yeah, oh. it's something that you conjure and it just exists until the duration's <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. All right. That's um, fine. but it is affected by like wind and air movement, right? Imagine yeah. a fireball yeah. just going off would push it quite a ways. Fireball actually, I believe, has it written in the description that the pressure created by the fire is very, very small. Basically, meaning it doesn't do that stuff. Yeah, like. It it has a fire effect. It doesn't have an explosion effect. Yeah. Would it eat up the fog cloud though? Because it would no. be like eating oxygen at a crazy rate, sucking everything <laughs> up. No, yeah. but it does move away another ten feet. Yeah. All right. So Devoth, you're up. All right. Uh, Devoth's going to, I guess, maintain rage and just kind of like walk up to the backside of this middle bulkhead and. Just kind of look around because he doesn't really know. Does that give you line of sight? Close. Yeah. Okay. So I walk up to that bulkhead, not knowing where this guy is, and spot him on the other side, and I will point him out. He's over here. Come get him. And Devoth will ready a uh, vital strike for if this guy comes within range. All right. Uh, then it is this guy's turn. And Devoth, you're now close enough and within line of sight to this guy to see that he's. He's definitely not a human. Uh, give me a knowledge local check. Knowledge local. Ooh, nat 20 Ooh. for a 26. Nice. You know that uh, you've heard of creatures called deep ones. Lumbering creatures uh, with gray-green hides that glisten with moisture, with saliva dribbling from their fish-like maw. They're ocean-dwelling creatures, uh... They're not overly dangerous, but they can exist in large colonies, but they don't tend to bother surface folk, uh, but they are they are deranged uh, creatures that worship twisted gods. This is a Deep One hybrid, a race of creatures as a result of crossbreeding of Deep Ones and humans. What it's doing here, you don't know, but you do know that Deep One hybrids have the ability to 
uh, exist on the surface with less difficulty than deep ones. Okay. So he's going to, he sees you, and he's going to take a 10-foot movement to the east. And Devoth and Ivan need to make will saves. That's a 28 for Devoth, because I'm not allowed to fail will saves. (laughs) You have my permission. (laughs) That's a 21 for Ivan. Okay, so you're each going to take 9 damage as he channels lawful power into the air around both of you. I assume you're both chaotic in your alignments. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I am. I have it might just be pure neutral. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's probably more pure neutral. I don't know if I ever wrote. Yeah, I have neutral down for alignment. All right, then you would take four damage. And now it is Leon's turn. All right, I am going to come around here to the other side of the bulkhead. And so that way I can see what's going on. Okay. And Devoth and Leon, you would both clearly see that this Deep One hybrid does not have an Incutilis strapped to his head. All right. I am going to attempt to shake his bones. Okay. I got a 16 on the D20, so that's going to be a pass. Oh, my God. Ah, jerk. I wanted to push him back into the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been cool. So 12 damage. Okay. Cheryl. Yes. So this place looks pretty cleared out by now, huh? I'm going to run super fast and do a sick dive barrel roll and totally get to him. You can't charge, but you can reach him with a double move. Sweet. All right. I move to him. Double move to him. There you go. He's going to be sorry when I have an attack. A creature appears right here. It appears to be a zombie, but it has these strange wooden stakes piercing its skin all over its body. And as it appears, I need you all to give me a will save. Me included? Sorry, not including Scram, but everybody else. So Devoth got a 26. Of course he did. Every, any I book. got a six. Okay. Ivan had a 13. Okay. Cheryl? 28, baby. So, Devoth and Cheryl make the DC, so the damage will be halved for them as this thing channels negative energy. So, the full damage is 27. Half is 13. Oh, I felt that. Ivan, you're up. Do I see this thing that just channel? I must have line of sight for it to hit me with channel, right? channels an area of effect centered on itself so you you would probably just barely be able to see it like you might not be able to see it but you could see that there's something there you can see it all right i will bite claw claw okay and i will take i don't really know what this thing is capable of and i'm almost dead anyway so i'll take the plus two ac and the plus two to attack okay uh okay bite first 28 to hit that does not hit Wow. As you reach out and chomp with your fangs, it just kind of like reaches its arm out. You like bite down very momentarily on its arm before it just like whips its arm and deflects your teeth altogether. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'll claws. Okay. Well, that's 28 to hit, so that doesn't hit. Correct. About a 37 to hit. No. I'm just what? kidding. 37 hits. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh my god. And then two lightning damage, one acid damage, and I'm going to make a CMP to grapple. How much regular damage did it do? 23. Okay. Also, uh, something I didn't realize, uh, this guy who has done exactly one thing all combat 
is killed by the channel negative energy. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Wait, what? How does that work? He was within the radius. He failed his reflex. He failed his will save, and he took the 27 damage, and that killed him. He is a living creature who took the damage from that. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. How much damage did you do? 23 plus 3? Yes, 2 lightning, 1 acid. So that grapple check on the last claw was a natural 20 for 38 to grapple. Natural 20 will grapple. Okay. Devoth. Yes. I'm going to need a will save. That's a 24. The streak continues. <laughs> so, 20 feet in the air, you see a flying Incutilla suddenly appear. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and as it does, Devoth feels his, his mind uh, assaulted, but luckily makes his will save, and he shakes off the worst of it and is sickened. Oh, for how long? One round. And now it is Scram's turn. I'm going to move first. So I'm going to move 60 feet, or however much I deem to be necessary here. I'm going to fling Devoth. Oh. Okay. Okay. So then I place that him there. Be like, all right, well, got one shot at this. So I need to make an attack with Chip. It's a 39 to hit. Yeah, that hits. This is a vital strike, right? No. No. But that is... 33 damage. Okay. So that was Scram's turn. Next is Devoth. Ha ha. All right. And now I am going to Vital Strike at it. After maintaining the rage and healing a little bit. And remember, this guy's taking a minus four to dex for being grappled. Mm -hmm. That is a 40 to hit with a nat 20. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. That's a 30 to confirm. <laughs> His AC... Is 30. Yes! Is your second factored into that? Yes, it is. Oh, Damn it. you know it is. You can see it right underneath yeah. it. Yeah. Ah, I can second. see it. <laughs> Yummy. His AC is a Captain. 30 with the grapple condition? That's 28 is his AC now. Oh, oh man. Christ. All right, now i got to figure out how to calculate this. because We're not going to need an hour. Because <laughs> is, it's a times three crit. The extra dice from Vital Strike is not multiplied. Right. So do a crit. And then add those extra damage dice. So, so my what, basic, well, what about the card? basic is four d six. So a crit mm -hmm. is going to be twelve d six. Correct. Plus four <laughs> from vital strike is sixteen d six. Correct. We have um, Tom roll it. You should check the card. <laughs> sixteen d six plus triple your static damage. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> um, so well, heavy. hold on, you're. Your vicious is an extra two d six, so that's eighteen d six, correct? Yes. So eighteen d six plus uh, yeah, Yo, use your rage 66. ability. You <laughs> God. So Devoth, that is hold on for everybody listening at home. We're so we're we're doing this on roll twenty, and Matt's chat box is four rows tall. <laughs> Uh, four rows tall, five numbers wide of numbers. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my disgusting. God. Disgusting. I love it. I, should I read the card first? Okay. Yeah, oh, God damn it. I, kept, I, kept I swear to God, that. if it's normal damage. No. Okay. Oh, this actually isn't even going to affect anything. It's called wing tear. Okay. It's double damage, and the target loses any ability to fly oh. if it had wings. Either way, all told, this thing takes 133 damage. Yes. I think that's God. the single most damage in a round so far. 
Scrammed yeah. at 164 like earlier tonight. Yeah. Oh. I think this is the most to a single. Not, not impressive oh, well, at all. Well, that was an AOE attack. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, take a hero point. <laughs> that should get a hero point. <laughs> if you set records, in my opinion, that's hero point worthy. So, man, not in axles. This thing, <laughs> this thing had a lot of hit points. 172, to be exact. <laughs> He just took 133 damage. Prior to that, he had taken a total of 63 for a total of 196 damage. This thing oh my God. is cut in half. Devoth, take a hero point. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes! Yes! That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's how you slam an exclamation oh point God. down. Should I be oh a pirate lord? That was... Yeah, too bad nobody could see it because the thing was fucking behind the ship hall. <laughs> Or I'll tell the stories. They'll be great. Oh my god, that was like that was like that was like no holds barred, right? Like you you were enlarged, you were raging, you had vital strike on power attack. Like I don't think there's anything else that could have added to your damage. Was there? Did you add the elemental damage? No, I didn't. So like it could have been another d6 of elemental damage. And he was sickened, which makes it pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no longer sick in the world. Devoth's like... Devoth doesn't feel good. Air. cleaves people. <laughs> um, wow. So I assume like I was still holding on to whatever half, the top or bottom, that I was grappling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I take a free action to just kind of like like flail it behind me towards the the, towards the spectators? Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. just looks like you see the back end of the tiger and then Half of somebody's creature comes flying out. Yeah, totally. Nice. All right, see if Leon, I can top steal that. a little of glory. <laughs> All right. Uh, 10, 15, 20. I'm going to channel the heal. <laughs> All right. That would be 18 heal. All right. A little top off. Make sure everybody's okay. Appreciate it. Like, kind of like that feeling when you're like really thirsty and first feel whatever you're drinking like at the back of your throat. <laughs> Uh, real quick, can your spiritual ally fly, or does it have to be like on the ground level? That's a good mm. question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Scroll back up. Punk. Cheryl, do you, you want to go while he's looking that up? Uh, yeah. What? I'm just gonna toss myself a quick heal. Okay. And uh, or wait, is someone like totally dumpstered on that like really needs a heal? I think I Ivan's still looking a little before. beat up. Huh. Yeah, I think Ivan yeah, looks I'll worse off Ivan. than you are, but. Okay. Yeah, I'll heal Ivan, and I'll heal him for a gentleman's. 18. Very good. And uh, as a free action, I'll congratulate Devoth on being um, a badass and praise for asthma, as I do. <laughs> it has a fly speed of 30 feet, so it's going to fly up and bonk this nerd. Right, right. Yeah, fly speed with perfect maneuverability. 28 to hit. That hits. 10 damage. So now it is Ivan's turn. And this thing's still up in the air? Yes. Back to the owl. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Ooh, hold on one second. Leon, I need you to roll uh actually no, I'll I'll roll it. Uh this thing has twenty percent concealment. So one through twenty, you miss. Fifty four. So, Ivan, you're up. Yeah, I'll turn back into an owl. This is swift action, and I will use my flyby ability to fly up to him, attack, and then uh, the first attack is a 33 to hit. That hits. That does 12 damage plus. 
And also, what do you mean by the first attack? The only attack? Yeah. I'm not, I have to look how flyby works. Is it, it's a just standard action. Standard action? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's 12 plus uh, 6 lightning and 6 acid. Okay. Just double your damage with elements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yo, the D6s have been so hot tonight. So <laughs> They've hot. They've been pretty good. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it is now the Incutilis' turn. He's going to fly a little south, and he's going to hit Devoth, Cheryl, and Leon with a spell. Please make yeah, see. will saves. Would the spiritual ally the get an attack of opportunity? Mm, yes. Uh, well, he's yes. not threatening. Not anymore. He what? was. Yeah, it was up here. Yeah. Yeah, that would provoke. 20 to hit? No. All right, so I need will saves from Cheryl, Devoth, and Leon. Uh, you, I got an 8. You might get me this time. I only got a 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15. Ooh. Okay, so the three of you are confused. Ugh. And the Incutilis gets to decide the random result of your confused effect. Oh, shit. Oh, great. Uh, we running through a cloud? No, uh, I assume we're going to start whacking each other. <laughs> that sucks for anyone near Devoth. Yep. <laughs> so, on your next turns, the three of you are going to attack the nearest creature. Wait, but, like, how does that work? They're all exactly the same distance apart. Well, we roll 50% for each one. Yeah. Uh, and it is now Scram's turn. Uh, Scram, kill it, kill it, kill it. Scram's gonna move over this way. Do lightning bolt. Okay, up at an angle. Yep. Uh, It'll be just underneath Ivan. Just underneath Ivan, just over Cheryl (laughs) uh, as it it travels upward. All right, so this thing's gonna make a reflex save. This is 10d6 lightning, right? Yep. Yes, it is. That's a 20 on its reflex save. That's gonna pass. That is gonna pass. He's a spry one. The 34 lightning. So 17 damage. Okay. And now it is Devoth's turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll a deeper scent. Please, please don't hit me. Uh, 1 through 50 is Cheryl. And 51 through 100 is Leon. Yep. That's an 8. So oh. attacking Cheryl. And. Oh, perfect. I will, uh, I will add that any confused creature. Uh, who was hit by another creature automatically spends its turn attacking the creature that hit it. Yeah. So that's a 28 to hit Cheryl. Yep, that hits. So Cheryl takes 37 damage. Oh my god. God damn! Single most devastating turn I've ever taken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is gonna this is gonna spiral. Uh, Okay, so then it is Leon's turn. So I have Leon, to don't attack you dare. with a weapon because I don't have one out right now. Then you're making an oh, unarmed perfect. strike. So I can roll a die if you want. Yeah. One and two is Cheryl. Three and four is Devoth. Four. Sounds good. All right, I'm going to try and punch Devoth. <laughs> so that's base attack bonus plus either strength or dex, whichever's higher. Dex. <laughs> no way. No way. Did you get a natural 20? I got a natural 20. Roll to confirm. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, Jesus. fourteen plus. Wait, hold on. Five. That's a green. That's a green twenty. Are you adding anything to it? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't add anything yet. But okay. like, I, I think he adds three. That's your dex, right? Well, don't and your base attack bonus. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So it's so twenty three for the confirmation roll. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, that does confirm then, actually. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I finally got a critical hit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that crit card. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, this is fantastic. Uh, this is a terrible bruise. Deals, <laughs> deals double damage, so normal crit damage, and 2d6 non-lethal damage. Oh, my God. All right, oh so, Leon, you're going to roll 2d4 plus double your strength. <laughs> my strength is a negative two. <laughs> wow. Double it. So does that just do zero damage and then the non-lethal? It does at least one. Okay. I, at least that's the rule I've always gone by. So one it's plus... A, it's a wicked Charlie horse, though. So then, two, yeah, add 2d6. Is that what the one and two is? That was The one and two are my d4s. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I see the little outlines. 2d6 is eight. Okay, so Devoth takes one lethal damage and eight non-lethal damage from Leon's mighty haymaker. And uh, my, my DR1 <laughs> makes that an actual zero from the lethal damage. <laughs> oh That's incredible. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my God. All right. Now, so, I have a question. Yeah. So if you're confused, you automatically attack the person who hit you or whatever? Yeah. What, what would you say before? Yeah, yeah. So, so Devoth... If Leon's attack had come before <laughs> before um, Devoth's attack, he would have automatically targeted attacked him. Leon. Yep. Ah, oh, that would have been so so much better, especially for me. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question about how my spiritual ally acts when I'm confused. I was about to ask that too. Uh, I think. How does my spiritual ally act? You need to direct him to move an attack, which I think is a free action, but other. So I don't think you can direct him while you're confused. If he was already locked on and attacking somebody, then it would just autopilot. But since the Inkutilis moved, I think you need to like a free action direct it to move an attack again, which you cannot Makes do. Makes sense. I mean, I had a feeling that's what it was going to be, but... Yeah. All right, so Cheryl, your turn. And you got attacked by Devoth. You got hit by Devoth. So yeah. you're automatically going to attack and I, him. And I've softened him up for you, so get in there. <laughs> yeah, um, He's got that wicked bruise. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, too, Andrew, um, for the spiritual ally question, it says right on the spell, each round after the first, you have to spend a swift action to send it to go do something. Okay. Or to keep directing it. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I would, like, send it after Devoth. No, 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 no. You don't need to do that. Okay. Well, he's, he's about <laughs> to face the wrath of my book. With a 31. Uh, yeah, that, that hits. Uh, oh, nice. Um, 19. A gentleman's 19. All right. Because you don't get baned on. And now it is Ivan's turn. All of a sudden, Devoth, <laughs> Leon, and Cheryl are just free-for-alling each other. Completely forgetting about the Incutilis. It's nice to see how the tables have turned, though. It wasn't too long ago I was in that position. <laughs> um Seeing as I'm not a spellcaster and I don't think there's any number of claws and bites that'll fix this for them, I'm just gonna charge free action tiger full around and see if I can take this guy out and hopefully the confusion goes away. See if you can take him to the ground with you or just flat out kill him. Yep. I feel like I should uh, not let you do that. <laughs> but I can't think of a good enough reason. <laughs> And I'm going to activate the elemental damage from the boss rage for this round. And okay. that's going to be fire. All right, All right fight first. I'm going to take the extra attack from fervor. I have to check. 
So it's a 27 to hit. That does hit. Nice. Uh, that's going to be 34 damage plus 2 lightning, 3 acid, 5 fire damage. You kill it. Oh, yes. nice. Yes. However, I just looked it up. The spell that he cast was ID Insinuation. Uh, ID Insinuation 3, actually. It's a psychic spell, uh, and it's like the third iteration of it. The duration is concentration plus one round, and it does. you cannot dismiss it. So th- if that was the case, the caster, if the caster died, the effect would end. That's not the case, though, so, yeah. and the confusion <laughs> effect will persist for one round. But it's not directing the confusion effect anymore, so it's just a natural confusion effect, correct? Yes! Yes, but yes. Uh, Devoth and Cheryl both got hit last turn, so their turns are already set in stone. Well, we- not Cheryl's, because Cheryl already spent his turn retaliating, so he would be reset. Yeah, well, but won't you no, but then I'm going hit to up. hit him, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Correct. Okay. Oh, now, we're in a vicious cycle. However, Leon, I and Cheryl hit you, so... Yeah, but the last person to hit him was Cheryl. Oh, the last. Wipes my brow. All right. However, it is Scram's turn. Scram, you going to do something? Get in there, buddy. I don't have anything to end it. Distract Devoth and go and punch him. (laughs) So he doesn't (laughs) hit Cheryl. That that could work, actually. Like, remove uh, Devoth or Cheryl. Uh, I think the best I can do is trade weapons Ooh. so do you uh, have anything in, I, in your hand right I, now i have a crossbow so okay. I, not it's not in my hand so i'll, I'll take move it out action, as a draw the crossbow yeah. okay and i'll attempt to remove it so i have to make a will save the dc adjustments the two objects are the same type of objects such as keys swords and scrolls so they're both weapons but they're not the same kind of weapon uh, so no adjustment there. Two objects are made of the same material. No. Two objects are the same weight down to the nearest ounce. No. no. Two objects are part of the same set or made plus two in the exact same mold. No. The target object has a higher GP value than the focus item. No. Uh, target yes. object. No. The yeah, Yes. The target has a higher GP than the yes, focus. Yes, it does. So the DC is going to go down by two because of that. Uh, the target object is tied tied to its holder such as a bonded item no so uh devoth make a will save and the dc is two less than it should be that's a 27 yeah you make it yeah i try my world scram (laughs) you do not take chip away from devoth (laughs) (laughs) all right so devoth you're up go ahead and attack cheryl yep that's a 36 to hit be cool dude (laughs) oh god he's a real front desk guy so cheryl takes 34 damage and drops oh my god I fall unconscious. Why is my captain doing this to me? <laughs> uh, okay, so it is now Leon's turn. Leon, I'm going to roll a percent die for you since you didn't get hit last turn. We'll see what you do on your turn. Eight. Act normally. I don't believe it. Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> now I am going to, to channel. Okay. 17. Okay. Hooray! So Cheryl's up again, and now he's going to attack Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That can't yeah, be right. I love it. Yep. But oh. you're prone, so I think that's a minus four on your attack roll. Correct. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Devoth. 23. So 23. Yeah, that hits. 
<laughs> this is this is so much fun. I'm having so much fun right now. Seventeen. Okay. Much nicer than so. uh, what you just did to me. <laughs> I'm also really big. Yeah. However, with that, the final threat of this encounter is dead. Nice. You guys have repelled. Devoth's still alive. He <laughs> <laughs> was my biggest threat. At least. <laughs> so the confusion effect ends, uh, and everybody can act normally. What do you guys do? Uh, I'm going to uh, heal everybody up. Furiously heal. Okay. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Our dinner so, got interrupted. I worked up a sweat. I'm going to just use two cure criticals. Okay. Put one on Devoth. Devoth is fine. Just heal Cheryl. Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Cheryl. Cheryl heals 27. Oh, so much better. If you need need more, I've got another 27. Yeah. I'm gonna heal myself for for a lady. Nine. These uh, holes, are they like full? It's like one wall of a ship. Oh, okay. And if you were to like look at the other side, you would see like the like the broken interior of a ship, like part of the floor that would stretch across to the other wall of the ship, but obviously broken off after. Just yeah, a few like they literally just like ripped a ship apart and dragged it up onto the beach to act as like a cover, a barrier. Yeah, got it. Um, and again, it's we not a ship of anybody, like any of our visitors. It looks like it's been underwater for a very long time. I would uh, definitely like to search the bodies of the weak one at the uh, the um, deep one. At the very least, okay, sure. Uh, while they're while they're like just doing that and doing like the cleanup stuff, Devoth basically just kind of like sling Chip over his shoulder and just kind of like casually walk back towards the fort, like whistling. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'd like to do what I've been doing all night and switch back into owl form. <laughs> and that's that's actually this is the most I've ever done. Seven uses of wild shape. I know you've been really pinging. That's sweet though, you've been really um, pinging, yeah. And I'd like to fly back over to the fort and make a perception check. Does any of the guests look like maybe disappointed that we're all coming back? Like, give me sense motive check. This oh. was no accident. That's spicy. I will also say I'm really glad we were all behind that bulkhead for that confusion thing at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's part of why I wanted to heal up first is so we all looked nice and ready. Yeah. yeah like the, the the lasting impression of that epic fight was you guys like three stooging yourselves around the beach. <laughs> they would be impressed with my mighty swing. <laughs> I think this could potentially be like important so i'm gonna use a hero point to add a plus eight to this Ooh, okay oh yes yes. that's a 37 baby you're not getting any sort of uh looks of like legit disappointment but beidou hanji looks like he wouldn't have been upset if you guys lost so like he's clapping with everybody else and he's smiling he looks like he enjoyed watching the fight but his level of excitement is notable Notably lower. Okay. Um, all right. So real quick, whether it's like right now or throughout the night, I'll just go through uh, the loot that you guys find between all the uh, combatants. Uh, so the Deep Old One Hybrid had a plus one trident, plus one breastplate, plus one heavy steel shield, a ring of protection, 1,400 gold pieces, two potions of cure serious wounds, a potion of fly, and a potion of invisibility. You don't find anything of value with the... Skeleton troops, 
Like all of their weapons and armor are just like dilapidated like they are. Uh, the Incutilis, I don't believe he had anything. Oh yeah, no, he had a headband of plus two intelligence. The Voidstick Zombie, so he has a headband of plus two charisma and boots of striding and springing. Those sound fun. Okay, so, uh, so that's all the loot you guys are finding on the beach. Uh, Devoth, you go back to the the fort, whistling. Yep. Like a smug asshole. Yeah, pretty much. And Cheryl and Ivan follow, I assume, because... Or no, Ivan yep. flew ahead. looking triumphant, like I didn't just die. Yeah. Or get knocked unconscious by my captain. So well, you're... Once Devoth gets back, I land down. Okay, so you're all you are all greeted with uh, applause and cheers. You know, people are like, "Like that was the that was the best fight I've seen in a long time." What the hell were those things? You guys rock! Like I was not expecting that. Did you did you plan that? So like you guys are just like getting like bombarded with compliments and questions about what the hell just happened. Um, and as we're explaining, like when when Devoth mentions like what the Incutilis is, like he's gonna make eye contact with. Beidou Hanji, like, you wanted to know, now you know. Mm-hmm. He He's he's grinning at you, and, like, the it's, like, maybe, like, half grin, half sneer, uh, and he, like, nods his head as, as you're explaining. With that, I think we can fade into the next day. Uh, you guys continue partying, but for fuck's sake, it's already pretty late, and you guys are tired, <laughs> so the party ends eventually. So, the next day... The guests of honor will one by one take their leave. They all thank you for showing them a good time. Tessa Fairwind will, uh, especially in a good mood. She, uh, when she's saying bye to Devoth, she's saying, "I don't think you have anything to worry about, Devoth. You, uh, you did great at this party. I'll see you next time you're at Port Peril." Which uh, she gives you a wink. Probably won't be too long from now. Uh, all right. So from there, uh, the auditors will make their decision. So the way this decision is made is uh, uh, you've been accumulating or losing respect points throughout the night based on your actions, uh, based on your preparations. So you put Bakendi's spirit to rest. That's plus two. You defeated the Cyclops of Sumitha. Plus two. You hired Odessa and her courtesans as servers. Plus two. You didn't spend... Any more or less than the minimum for restoring the fort and the harbor. So no adjustment there. You served the rum from the Jester's Grin, plus two. You impressed Avamar Sornash with the fort's defenses, plus two. You, impl- you impressed Ceres Bloodmourne with a performance, plus two. You impressed Maze Daramar with Shackle's Knowledge, plus two. You avoided a fight with Avamar Sornash. And you also, uh, therefore, uh, avoided... Killing Avamor Sorenash, that would have been a hefty minus. You ended phase one of the attack. You did, no, you did not phase, end phase one of the attack before the phase two began. Uh, nor did you end phase two before phase three began. The front gate did not get destroyed. And none of the pirate lords were required or asked to help. Those were all negatives. And the enemy did not spend any time inside the fort's walls. So it was nothing but positives. Your total is 14. And with a total of 14, Devoth is officially a Pirate Lord of the Shackles. Congratulations! Yeah. Took uh, you long enough. So, <laughs> so, the, so the, the four auditors uh, are, you know, congratulating Devoth, saying, welcome to our ranks. Uh, in 
Galarian, the the setting that we're in in the Pathfinder rules, they have days of the week that are not the same days of the week as ours. So they say the first moon day, which is Monday, uh, the first moon day of every third, sorry, of every fourth month, they hold a council meeting at Port Peril. And the that moon day is coincidentally two days from now. <laughs> so uh, they say, Devoth, you're invited to attend this pirate council meeting. You will get a full vote on any uh, issues that arise and you will are welcome to bring any officers you wish to the to the council meeting as long as they don't disrupt the goings on but they are invited there's alcohol there's a dinner oh dinner so an eating great, contest you say it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a great honor and uh so with that they they all take their leave and uh one by one they uh they speed off so what are you guys doing feeling proud we're going to go to feeling the strong. let's go to this meeting and murder our pirate lord <laughs> really make a statement. Devoth is here. Bend over or die. We'll kill, steal kill. all their tables. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let's not be greedy. I'm just gonna go and take mine back. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, no. I figure if if we got two days to get to the meeting, and that's about how long it takes to get to Port Peril, we should uh, probably get going. Don't want to miss my first meeting as a pirate lord. So yeah, and you could do one of those go. You could do one of those goodbyes where it's like, "Bye, see ya," and you're going in the same direction. <laughs> yeah. it's like, so, oh, you guys are sailing back to Port Barrel because it takes two days. Oh yeah, well, me too. Because we just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but no, bye. But no, I'd like I'll let them like sail off while we're getting everything prepped and everyone's getting ready to go. As we are getting ready to go, Devoth basically calls like a big meeting of like everybody down at the harbor before we head off. So like my entire crew, like Sandera and Knuckles and like the Cyclops and everyone just gathering together for a quick word before we head out. I mean, you are an admiral now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Devoth kind of like, kind of gathers everyone around and um, I figure at this point we could have brought the Mascador up to the actual harbor now that it's not so crowded. Oh, definitely. So like Devoth will gather everyone there and he's going to like climb up onto the Mascador itself to kind of have a stage to present from. Nice. Of course he would. <laughs> Such a showman. So, Dwoth just addresses the, the assembled crowd. Nine months. Nine months ago was the day that my life changed forever. And not just mine. Nine months ago, in a shitty little bar in Port Peril, I was wallowing in my own problems, my own self-pity, trying to pick up the pieces of my own shattered quest for revenge. But it wasn't just me, though. No, in that bar, there was Scram, and there was Sandera, and there was Rosie, and Crimson Cog, there was the Masked Helmet, and there was Manny. And in that bar, I had one drink too many. Or so I thought. The next day, I woke up. We woke up. On a strange ship in the middle of the damn shackles, with one of the worst headaches ever, and no God's forsaken idea what had happened. That day was the day that I met Mahim, and Jack, and Badger, and Kroop, and Giffer, and Ratline, and I'm pointing them all out one by one as I say their names. That was also our introduction to Barnabas Harrigan and the Wormwood. In the nine months since that day, I have gained quite a lot, as I'm sure you're all well aware. I motion 
to the mascador that I'm standing on. Like, we took this very ship right out from under the thumb of those who wished us dead. We have survived shipwrecks and sabotage and insult and betrayals. We stood against the Aspis Consortium and lived to tell the tale. We took Tidewater Rock. We found Mancatcher Cove. We sailed into the Eye of Abandego itself and came out the other side in victory. We have stood firm in the face of everything this world has thrown at us, and we have emerged victorious every single time. Our rise to become among the most powerful pirates in the Shackles has been swift, my friends, but it has not come without cost. Along the way, we have lost the masked helmet, shield, and intern. We wear these masks today to honor their memory. We have lost many, who pulled my bacon from the fire more times than I care to count. We lost the hood, whose skill with the bow was unmatched from what I've seen. We lost Tuk Tuk, who sailed us right into the very title that I now hold. We put our lives on the line each and every day that we continue to do what we do. But I wouldn't have it any other way. What life is worth living if you don't risk something once in a while? But now, to those of you who have risked so much through these long nine months, to Scram and Sandera, whose loyalty and capability have been invaluable to getting us this far, to Aaron Ivy, whose mastery of carpentry is evident all over this island, to Cheryl, for being willing to jump in over his head with me time and again, <laughs> to Ivan, and to the reunion of old friends and bonds too strong to break. And to Leon, the newest addition to our crew, who has literally saved our lives so many times in such a short time, it's been incredible. It is with this in mind that I am making the following pronouncements. Effective immediately, I am appointing Aaron Ivy as Sergeant of Arms of Fort Tuk Tuk, and I motion behind them to the fort. Aww. And name him caretaker of Sharks Bane Island whenever I'm not personally around. Next, Lemon is going to be joining Umashtar and Kaval aboard their ship to show them the ropes and to help them become the terror of the shackles. Now, if you're paying attention, that leaves us with a couple of officer positions open. To that end, I hereby appoint Ivan to be the new first mate aboard the Mascador, and Leon to be the new ship's surgeon. And finally... I am hereby relinquishing my claim to Tidewater Rock and giving it to Sandera, who I plan to sponsor as the Shackles' newest free captain as soon as we get back to Port Peril. And to all of you, know that I do not say this easily, I do not say this often, and I do not say this enough. If there is one thing I have learned from my travels through life, it is that family is entirely what you make it. Over the last nine months, you have all made yourselves into my family. And even though it is my name that enters the role of the Pirate Council, know that none of it would have been possible without each and every one of you. Nine months ago, I could never have dreamed we could come so far. But here we are. So, a toast. To the fallen, to those who refuse to stay down, and to those of us who will continue to rise. Here, here, yeah! yeah. The, <laughs> the, cr the awesome. crowd of, uh, of onlookers is just rioting with applause uh the cyclopes are like banging their their axes on their shields everybody's cheering Aaron ivy is like beside himself like looking at his at his new fort and sandera is like she's pretty overwhelmed and she's just kind of like speechless looking at you and and everybody is uh is is just 
super happy. I, I don't know how many hero points you have. The max is three. But if you have less than three, take a hero point. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. And now once once the, the roaring and the cheering dies down a bit, mm-hmm. I will kind of like dismiss everyone to go and finish getting ready. But uh, I will call Ivan and Leon up on deck because I need to have a word with them privately. Let, Forget everything let the I calling just began. said. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get keel hauled. <laughs> um, I get Ivan and Leon up on deck one by one. Like I shake their hands, congratulating them, welcoming to the officer corps. I mean, like I'm sorry to kind of spring that on you, but uh, I find it easier to ask forgiveness than permission. So. Welcome to the Officer Corps. <laughs> oh, so it's not a choice. Well, then, glad to be here. <laughs> DeVos? Yes? I will accept your position on a condition. Okay. I need a man dead. I assume you mean Harrigan? Yes. Oh, I'm well aware of that, and, and he's atop my list, too. Then I'm happy to be aboard. Excellent. Ivan, you are... The oldest friend I have in this world, and it's an honor to have you aboard my crew once again. Yes, but I also now have a condition. I need a woman dead. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You think I forgot about Keitha? Come on. (laughs) Not after that last flashback. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Leon, seriously, I know I've only known you for like two months now, but in that time, you have proven yourself time and time again. You are easily... Among the most trustworthy people I have ever known. All right. So with that, I think uh, the rest of the crew is going to start piling on board uh, to get ready for your trip down to Port Peril. And everybody's feeling pretty good about themselves. But uh, I think Leon, that last comment that Devoth made, might be uh, uh, swimming around in his head a little bit. He has himself a little flashback. A low, sharp, howling wind fills your ears accompanied by the distinct crunch of fresh snow under boot. You can't see much beyond the heavy white curtain of snow, except two distinctly humanoid figures, heavily layered, in warm clothing and cloaks. The figures trudge through the snow, slightly bowed against the fierce wind. After a minute or so of following the figures, coming in and out of focus as the storm squalls around them, a large wooden building emerges into view as they approach it. The figures hastily enter the building, closing the door behind them, and the clamor of the storm is dulled to a soft but constant background noise. The inside appears to be a merry pub. Several people crowd around a cozy fire, while others sit and talk idly at rustic tables. Several maidens are in motion bringing food and drink to patrons, or returning to the bar to refill their trays. At the door, snow falls to the floor in clumps as the figures lift their hoods and loosen their scarves. You immediately recognize the faces of Leon and Pierce. They steal a glance at each other, and Pierce jerks his head in the direction of an empty table. The two have a seat. Leon rubs warmth back into his hands. Oh, Pierce, you weren't kidding when you said out of the way. A server approaches the table and sets a couple mugs of hot tea down. Leon lifts his head to address the server, but stops when he gets a good look at her. Though she may have once been a beautiful young lady, her face is now horribly burned. Surprisingly, this wasn't the most overt detail for her image grows progressively more faded from her neck down, until, as Leon looks, her feet seem to be completely invisible. Another specter, only visible to Leon. Leon looks back up, and she shares a single, sorrowful glance with him before walking away, as if to serve other tables. 
Sure enough, the hot mugs fade from sight moments later. Leon takes another, more scrutinizing look around the pub. It's crowded enough that they blend in at first, but the more he looks, the more specters he sees. No less than ten after a full scan. More ominous still is that all of the specters appear to be young women with horrible burns. Leon! Leon jumps as Pierce gives him a quick shake on the arm. Ah, what? What? I said the summers here are quite... What's wrong? Pierce looks around as if to spot whatever had been distracting Leon. Do you see one? Um, well, uh, maybe a dozen. The tense air is broken as a server approaches the table, this time a living one. She carries a tray laden with full tankards. Good evening, sirs. Here's something to warm you up. The server places a tankard of ale from her tray onto the table. As she removes a second tankard, though, the uneven weight on the tray becomes too much, and it topples out of her hand, a half-dozen full tankards with it. Ale sloshes across the tabletop, causing both of them to quickly vacate their seats to avoid the worst of it. The common room falls silent for a moment as nearby viewers stop to take in the damage. Filling the silence is a steady stream of apologies and stammers from the server. Iomadei, help me. I'm so clumsy. Please, let me clean that up for you. I'm so sorry. Oh dear, please give me your cloaks. I can get those stains out. I'm so clumsy. Please. It's okay, friend. Really. It's not a big deal. Leon bends down to help pick the tankards off the floor. Pierce looks positively pissed and is scowling at the pristine white fur trim on his coat, now stained dark brown. For heaven's sake, Greta, go get a mop and bucket. By now the regular chatter and bustle of the common room has returned, and a blonde-haired dwarf has approached the table, wearing leather armor under his dark fur cloak. Greta, the server, shuffles off to get a mop while continuing to stammer apologies. The dwarf's eyes follow Greta with impatience, then return to Pierce and Leon. After a moment, the dwarf's expression softens into a tired smile. He spreads his arms and greets Pierce in a friendly hug. Pierce, welcome to my humble establishment. Anything you want, it's on the house. They separate, and Pierce puts a hand on Leon's shoulder. Yuri, please meet my associate, Leon. Leon, this is Yuri Clayweet, head of the Brotherhood's Last Wall chapter. Yuri sends a deep bow at Leon. At your service, Leon. A friend of Pierce is a friend of mine. I return the bow. Likewise, I've heard a lot about you, Yuri. Yuri waves Leon's kind words away with a grimace and gestures to the mess of ale next to them. Ah, I'm only sorry about your first impression. Thank you, but it's really okay. She was very friendly, and genuinely sorry for the mess. Yuri doesn't seem to hear Leon's reassurances. Uh, this tavern used to have the best staff this side of Lake and Carthen. He bows his head in shame. I've lost so many girls. Another specter walks by, sending a brief scowl toward Leon, wrinkling her cracked, burned face. Leon turns back to Yuri. Weird question, but was there ever a fire here? Yuri frowns at Leon for a moment, brow furrowed. No? Why would you say that? Pierce can't help but also turn to look at Leon, who gives a shrug and weak smile. Just, just a guess. There's a brief moment of awkward silence. Yuri's eyes twitch, and it's hard to tell for sure, but it looks as though they darted briefly toward the merry fire crackling in the hearth. Yuri's frown suddenly breaks into a wide smile, and he spreads his arms. Enough about me and my staffing troubles, yes? I believe you two are here to talk business, so let's find somewhere more private. By now, Greta has returned to properly clean up the spilled ale. Leon smiles warmly at her, but she seems too focused on doing a good job to notice. Greta, bring us the bottle of Karanet Applejack when you're done. Without waiting for a response, Yuri leads Pierce and Leon into a cozy back room, furnished with several large leather armchairs and a well-stocked bookshelf lining the far wall. Yuri motions for his guests to sit down after closing and locking the door. After Leon and Pierce make themselves comfortable, he finds his own chair. He leans forward and clasps his hands together. So, 
Pierce tells me you are interested in my talents as a spirit speaker. Leon nods his head politely. Correct. Very well, but before we get into that, I have some questions for you about the twin saw boy. I believe his name is Cheryl, and the scene ends. End of book four. Everyone levels up, and we'll see you next week. My God, no! <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.